motherfuckers in school were telling me always in a barber shop. What's up, man? It's your boy, Awesome Motherfuckers in the Barbershop. The waviest podcast on the planet. Uh, from the hood where we do it most good. Got the fellas in here tonight with me. Uh, Lando, be nice. Yeah, this is Lando. You can follow me on Twitter at the Tackler1711 and also at the Motherfuckers in the Barbershop uh, podcast page. What's the deal? It's nice, man. You can follow me on Twitter at two underscores, be nice, and on Instagram at be nice, two underscores. You know, last week, the games... The football is a little outrageous. The divisional round was a little crazy. I know that Saints-Vikings game, that was a storybook ending the likes of which I've never seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Stephon Diggs caught that pass, I didn't know what happened. I don't even know why Cudd tried to tackle like that. Do y'all even know why Cudd tried to tackle like that? Um, I, I can't think of his name, but it's the guy on – y'all probably don't watch that shit because nobody really watches ESPN anymore. But it's a black guy on Sports Nation the that got the dread. No, nah, the oh, one that got the dread. Yeah, He's actually from Detroit. But he said, and I didn't, you know, pay attention to Marcus Williams in college. I believe he went to Utah. I didn't catch too many Utah college football games. But the conversation was talked about just how we're having the same similar conversation. And he said that that was one of Marcus Williams' techniques, making tackles like that. On this one, obviously, he just made a mistake, whatever that mistake was. And to my, I felt like he just missed on purpose. I think that he got nervous and didn't want to take Stefan Diggs out the air because it could have been catastrophic if he'd have caught his legs. I, I, I just think he uh, had his eyes closed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that he, he kind of tried to tilt out the way because he didn't want to nick him with but, his shoulder. But I'm going to say this. I mean, I, I get the covers they were trying to play because they still could have got a field goal. Yeah, and they you, wanted to keep him from going out of bounds. You still got to have somebody else. You still got to play a little deeper. You got to play a little deeper. And either you're going to contest the ball or, or you got to tackle him. Because, I mean, if you were tackling him inbounds, game was over. I think that they put too much on this play, man. They wanted him to keep him from out of bounds, but they also – didn't want from his from his own words the key components of what they talked about was no pass interference. So I think that made him hesitant as far as attacking the ball. But you always gotta go for the pass into interference over over that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we had the Blake effect. Lando, everybody died the Blake effect. Um, I mean, what did what was the Blake effect? I saw a uh, little Fournette. I saw. So y'all saying Blake, Blake, I mean, Blake Bortles didn't throw a touchdown pass. He did. Oh. I mean, so but I, out of how many points? It, it was like 100 points scored between the two teams. He and he threw, scored seven. He threw a touchdown pass. Nah, look. The, the, he the kicker probably had more points yeah, he than did. him. The kicker did. He did. Look, he managed the game. That's also the Blake effect, though. He, he, managed, extra points. he managed the game well, but the defense hopped on top of them real early, got a turnover. Leonard Fournette was able to score three touchdowns. He was the leader. I can't say nothing bad about Blake Bortles, though. Yeah. People was throwing shots at him. He came out and he managed the game well. So yeah. let's see if he can manage it again. Uh, probably so. And then, um, of course, the Patriots just jumped all over the Titans. That was some shit that. Your Super Bowl team. My Super Bowl team. So my Super Bowl prediction was wrong. Neither one of my teams was going to the Super Bowl. That's all right, though. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Right now I'm on Saxonville. That's why I'm, I'm moving my attention that way. And then, um, oh, be nice, boys. The, the Dirty Birds lost. The Falcons lost. They, they honestly looked like the. Them not your boys? You picked the Falcons. The Falcons more than anybody this year. I mean, I don't mean that that was my boy. You went to Atlanta. You got family in Atlanta. My family. You called the. We go back episodes. You caught the Falcons. Them your boys. You riding with the Falcons on different picks. Yeah, on different games because my family is originated from down there. But them your boys. I have never in these situations. I didn't pick Georgia to win uh, national championship. You picked the Falcons to win last week too. No, but I, and I said that we can go back and revisit the tape. I more than any of us on the panel was most vocal about Philadelphia actually having a chance, and I said that my gut feeling was to pick Philadelphia. But Nick Foles. No, I had to go against Nick Foles because Nick Foles is Nick Foles. <laughs> But the Falcons lost. They look terrible to me. Yeah. But I said that. I said that, that not only was the, the opportunity there for them to ride momentum with the defense that they have and the running backs that they have, but I also pointed out that the Falcons could show their true colors and choke again. I think what, the, what ended up happening, they said that because they offered the coordinator, I guess he used to he used to coach for Georgia, right? Yeah. And they just said it was just bad Georgia all around. Bad Mojo. Yeah, he just, he just all around bad. Um, And then this week, so what's so great about this week, it was too many NBA fights. This probably the, 
the NBA is the rare occasion where when the game is not being played, it's still probably one of the best things like around. It's better when it's not being played almost because the offseason is always great. It's a bunch of drama. And then these fights like Blake Griffin, I mean, uh, Chris Paul going to the secret tunnel of the Staples Center to try to fight Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers calling LAPD. Um, just Yeah, he <laughs> called LAPD. Really, it was Trevor Reza. He called LAPD. It was Trevor Reza versus Blake Griffin. That was the last altercation. It yeah. started with Blake and Chris Paul. Chris Paul called him a bitch yeah, after, after he um, went for a foul and he wasn't giving to Blake Griffin. Blake started complaining. And then it continued on the next play. Blake Griffin, it was a fast break, and he intentionally bumped into coach Mike D'Antonio. He bumped into him, Mike D'Antonio. He bumped into him out of bounds, went out of his way to step out of bounds and, sh- and shrug him, give him a little shoulder bump, and he came back and played. And some of the, the players took offense to that. Like, this is, you know, our leader, our coach. He's going to go after him. Trevor is an L.A. guy. So is James Harden. I think they took offense the most. You got Gerald Green, who's from Houston. He loves the Rockets. He's been, you know, getting the R in the back of his braids and shit I mean, like he's that. He's on the fight though, too. Yeah. Good. Also, he, you know, what I'm saying he, he like, like seven he from, games this season. Yeah, he looked like he from them ways. So they, they, they wanted to go about it in a different manner. And from the the sources and stuff that I've looked up and saw, the last and final altercation was actually between Blake Griffin and Trevor Reese. That's when they both got ejected. They went to the showers, and then. The ordeal that we heard about was actually, they they tried to say that Chris Paul was a peacemaker. No, he wasn't. He, wasn't. But they he was leading the platoons, yeah, to, but he wasn't the instigator. And that's what I was saying about Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza was the one that was trying to be the aggressor. I don't know, because he, he called him a And look, they ain't doing this because Chris Paul is like the president of the player yeah. rep and stuff. So, But he called him the B word. He knows where the secret nah. door is at. They had he did that on purpose. Yeah. Go to the front door. Yeah. To act like, hey guys, what's going on? And then they yeah. were gonna come in through the back, come through the back door. I'm, I'm saying, from all the sources that I read, everybody pointed to Ariza as being aggressive. He was the first one at the door who was looking for Blake Griffin. And then yeah. I think I have a picture of the statement, but they said that one of the sources that was there said that Blake Griffin was not afraid of Trevor Reza. He was trying to make his way to the door to say something to him, and then the, the security was kind of blocking the door off. And the last person to see him was Austin Rivers, and that's where we get the altercation between Austin Rivers because, as they quoted. And this is, you know, just from sources. Austin Rivers was heard saying to let his bitch ass in, referring to Trevor. No, because he was yeah. talking shit to him on the court. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah, so yeah, Him yeah, and Pat Beverly were having an exchange of words but right before he got his I think this is just bad blood because there's too many guys that have been on each other team. I think because even around the whole league, like Aaron to follow them fought niggas. Yeah. Used to, uh, it's the referees. Kyle Lowry. And, but that's I think that's a whole different battle, too, no, between ref and... I think that, and this is what I've been trying to point out to y'all. I don't like referees. I've never liked referees. I don't like them when I was a kid. I just think that they control the game too much and they have too much power. And not only do they have too much power, they have too much of a personal ego. They they see themselves within the game in a manner that I don't think that they should. You're a servant, in my eyes. Right. Uh-uh. And I think that they take advantage of that. And it, it, and we've seen um, in college basketball a couple weeks ago, a guy that's at, he's actually considering retiring. A nicer kid that plays from North Carolina, Joe Barry. He's not an aggressive kid. He's not somebody that's, that's rah-rah. He got fouled on a play, and he literally just went over there. He wasn't yelling, and he tried to say something to the ref, and the ref turned his back to him. That's disrespectful. Yeah. And it's not even, you know what I'm saying? And I think you should be able to separate. And the guy said that, that the referee said that that was a, a tactic and a technique that he learned to control the game. It's like, but inside of that moment, it's like being a police officer. And not to say that it's the same magnitude, but you have to understand your trainer and also have to understand certain situations. Like everybody not coming up to you aggressive. Some people are trying to talk to you in a peaceful manner, and then you look like a dickhead when you do something like that. I feel that. like a lot of refs, they just feel like... Um, stop complaining. No, not even stop complaining. Like A lot of refs, they just be in a situation where they like... They just don't talk enough back yeah. to the players. Like, because... Like, Honestly, after they blow the whistle, there ain't yeah. too much shit they can say anyway. Like, they ain't about to return your call. And I feel like that's, if anything, is a reason why refs don't really say nothing. Because in the end of the day, they aren't in the game. Like, they in the yeah. game, but they are really just an invisible whistle. Like, if, if it wasn't a man attached to this whistle, you'd just be hearing a robot. And you'd be yeah. mad at the robot calling the play. And like, what's going on? That's what that's what they feel. They're damn near just as much as part of the game as the rim or as the fucking yeah. stand that hold the back. It's just like, hey, you know, if you bump into a ref, you just like, oh, damn, you out of bounds. You're yeah. not, you didn't bump into somebody just on your court. You bumped into an idea of the game. So I feel like a lot of people, like, like I get why they communicate with the refs, but, like, 
Ref just really want to ref and go home. Like I, I think it's more just it's January. Y'all yeah. been banging bodies. Nah. You traveling. You get frustrated after a while. Yeah, I think with refs though, follow one the refs. That's yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, it is. It is because with refs though, I think that what y'all are not not comprehending about the game is a game within itself. Just like the coaches, you always work in the reps. So every time something happens, you tell them, like, hey, next time down, watch his feet in the paint. Watch he holding me right here. You're trying to build a rapport with that referee. So he'll pay attention and understand what you're going through and what you think should be called. Not to say he's going to take it into, into key, but we have seen times where there's a player who somebody say something to him, and the next time down, he'll call what they just said. Like, hey, man, watch his feet. Next time down, that call traveling. So they do sometimes here and take that into consideration. So I think that that's what the issue is. But when you got people who almost butt their head with you that don't want to talk, and you're not always being aggressive, but that fifth time down, if I'm from somebody who I feel like I've been getting fired, and even we saw with LeBron James. LeBron James, they got kicked out of no games in seven years. But if I think I just got fired five times straight, and then I go to say something first two times, like, hey, man, he following me. Next time, hey, bro, he following me. Third time, hey, motherfucker, he following me. Do something about that shit. That don't make you want okay. to hit Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Wait, that's, no, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. If no. I'm already aggressive, I'm going to just know. What I'm saying is, if, for instance, if I get into an argument right now with Austin, and you try to stop me, I'm going to want to beat your ass too. That's what I'm saying. So once you're aggressive, you're just aggressive with I everybody. Think, I think that might be a part of it. But I think it's a bigger part of you traveling every day, you banging bodies with people every day. It just started to build up. That's why you see them training camp fights. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. It's a like, build up. But I think the refs are the biggest part. But you're talking like, like you talking like other niggas on the court not talking mad shit to a nigga like a nigga no, bust your ass I'm, I'm pretty sure a nigga bust your ass and saying your ass is way worse than the rest I mean, and the follow thing I felt like is if niggas is bumping and grabbing and you thinking alright why you not stopping this? He been grabbing me the whole game. After a while, you say, hey, bro, what's going on? Why you keep touching Well, you don't take the rap that. You talk no, that's to the what I'm saying. That, that's yeah. why he swung on that dude. But I'm saying, but that, ain't, but that ain't the rap. It's like, hey, bro, you going to learn not to bump hey, nobody else like that. I that think, ain't the I rap. Think says that, I think trash talk is just at an all-time high. Yeah. Is that too all? And it's too many guys that's out there that, like with Blake Griffin, people just think he's soft. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody think he's soft. And they gonna try and be like, "What you gonna do about it?" Oh no, and that that, that I don't think as much was the refs. I think, especially from Trevor Reza aspect, it's like, "All right, cool." You know what I'm saying? I'm arguing with with uh, Blake Griffin. You are a big time player, but you a bitch. I think you a light skinned dude. I think you soft. Yeah. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. And then from the sideline, I see Pat Bev, who was my teammate. Oh, you might be cut. You from Chicago. You you know whatever you are. But that nigga next to you, you only in the league because your daddy is the coach. Yeah. And I think and you not go. You better not open your mouth again. But if, I, if I hear you say think, something, I'm gonna slap this shit out. You. And I think it's more people want to get at Doc. And I told y'all this before. The way you get at somebody is by going through their son. No, that shit. No, no, listen, listen. No, 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 no. Chris Paul has a bad relationship. Anytime you call your ex teammate a bitch, yeah. y'all didn't like each other. Y'all was playing. Well, he, did. he didn't like Doc Rivers. He didn't like that Doc Rivers wouldn't trade his son because his son could have been part of a deal that could have helped the team. Yeah. He kept telling Doc, "Hey, trade your son." He like, "I'm not trading my boy." And. And it's just it's a lot of stuff built up. I mean, but we all know with that situation, and like I said, I don't know for Trevor Reason. I feel like everybody in the league, and it's not to take nothing away from Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers gained my respect to yeah, some yeah, degree as far as his talent. But his his leash was only because it was his father running the team. He had some terrible years and really didn't look like he was progressing for quite quite some time. And a lot of people didn't get that same leash. And like I said, the only reason he got that was because his father was empowered. Yeah. And it's not to say that he didn't have the talent, but it's just the fact that you literally are really in the league because your dad was the coach. You would have washed out before you got that chance to prove yourself. And he has proven himself. Yeah. I just see Austin Rivers have some amazing games, and he's played with a lot of heart. I remember his eye being fucking almost swollen shut, and he went out and scored like 30 points in the playoffs last year. Yeah. And it's like, I, I gained a lot of respect from just watching him do stuff like that. And I actually liked Austin Rivers when he was in college. I didn't really care for him at Duke because I just I feel like he shot too much. But in college, in high school, everybody shot too much, so it was cool to watch. It's like he was a highlight reel. So it's like, all right, it's fun, you know what I'm saying? But I, I felt like he overcame a lot as far as injuries. He just got in a situation where, like I said, his lease was too long. You don't see those other guards getting that. Brandon yeah. Knight get traded every other every other three yeah. weeks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So everybody don't get that same type of leash. Uh, all right, so tell me, go y'all shout out, shaking my head real quick. Uh, did you have any shout outs? Be nice. Um, I think. Oh, Black Lightning came out on the CW. I shot that out. I like the music on that show. I had a Sanford drop on there. I really like Sanford, so to hear that, I thought it was cool. Um, I think that the way that the show is written is is very uh, good for society right now as far as uh, the black culture. A lot of things that we're going, they tried to incorporate, and it doesn't seem corny. 
I think that that's one of the biggest issues for me when we talk about African-American cinema and as far as stuff that tries to incorporate like middle class slash hood situations where it's a guy that's a principal and then, you know, you got the school that surrounds it, which is something, you know what I'm saying, we kind of are familiar with going to the decent schools and then being in the hood. You never want to see that shit be corny. And I didn't really get that sense from it. Obviously, it's, you know, villains in it, so it's going to have some some weird shit, you know what I'm saying? But the aspects of the African-American culture, to me, didn't seem that corny. So I, I felt like that was decent. And I also want to shout out Nipsey's album is coming out soon. And uh, Payroll has an album coming out in the next few weeks. So I think that right now music will be in a good place. We're in the top of the um, top of the year. It's the first quarter of music. I want to see where we go with it. I think that I didn't really get a chance to talk about this on our Twitter page, but I will ask some questions about it. I think that 2017 was the year in our year R&B. I think R&B made a big push last year. I'm excited to see what rap has in store. We saw some future albums at the top of the year. Um, Drake dropped a you know album that was pretty decent. Kendrick dropped a decent album. I was really impressed by the R&B artists. Yeah, they killed the last year. Uh, I guess my shout-outs, I'm going to shout-out MLK Day. I mean, he made the sacrifice for us, so definitely appreciate it. <coughs> I want to shout-out the Detroit Auto Show. We're going to be there next week. Um, I'm going to shout-out Michigan Basketball, who beat Michigan State. Um, shout-out Cat Williams stand-up. That was uh, that was real funny. Shout-out to the NFL playoffs. That was good. Um, my shaking my head was just only – oh, shout-out to that show on Showtime, uh, Shot. I Chicago. haven't seen it yet, but you That's sound dope. like a little kid reading off a diary right yeah, now. Yeah, I just want to go fast. <laughs> Why are you reading so fast, bro? I just yeah, man, I know we, we've been going for a long time. Yeah, yeah we got a lot, so I just want to get I just want to get it going. Um, yeah, that was it. My shake man was like at Ben Roethlisberger, number forty three on the Saints. So yeah, but that shot show you is dope. Your head at him? I ain't gonna shake my head at that. I'm gonna shake my head out, man. I'm gonna shake my head out. Yeah, that was I a bad play. Cause, Cause I, I mean, that shit not even football, bro. What he did yeah. out there, that shit was just dumb. Like y'all had the game won. I just don't get it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's some shit I just don't get. Um, if anything, I'm just shout out, shout out to the NFL, man. Shout out to Blake. Shout out to the Blake effect, man. And uh, shout out to the, to the end of the first half of the NBA season. I'm, I'm kind of glad it's winding down. That shit was starting to get a little bored. I'm shaking my head at college basketball. That shit's on TV way too much. Like I don't even watch TV unless I'm at work. And when I want to watch TV, that's the last thing I want to see is bad basketball. It was a good game on Saturday, man. They just really just muscled Michigan State, just beat them on their floor. Izzo veins popping out of his neck. It was beautiful to watch. <laughs> so now we're about to get into an interview with uh with with our boy Mark. Uh pretty cool dude, man. He used to play soccer. Now he's a runner and a motivational speaker in in, in ways and a businessman. He's everything and more. Uh, just listen to the interview. It's, it's pretty dope. And then we'll be back with Haas after that. And now we have on professional marathon runner slash life coach, from what Lando's told me, Mark uh, Buttonhorn. Is that right? Button. Is it, it's Buttonhorn. It's it Buttonhorn. Thanks, Mike. They, they, I mean, uh, Mark, thanks for correcting you us. Everyone. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. How's Mike it going? That's going really well. How are you guys doing? man uh glad you could be on the show lando he you really put in he said man my boy mark wants to get on the show i said hey no problem you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm down with that um lando said you was a uh, used to be a soccer player professional soccer player yeah yeah well i played post-collegiately um more in a semi-professional uh type situation uh it wasn't you know, full-on professional, but it was it was pretty close. It was at a very high level, that's so, for sure. So you're a real football guy. Like you're an actual football guy because you you played uh, football everywhere else. Take us through that because I you know I play football. Lando has a background in football. Be nice kind of has a background in basketball, but soccer is like a, a different I game. Soccer as a as a child. This, you know, see this. Yeah. You're talking to a football guy here. It's a completely different situation. Be nice. You was little league soccer, and yeah, I was going hard though. Can you take us through take us through soccer, Mario? Like like what is like what is it all about? No, I mean it's uh you know, here you, you have the main sports, you have basketball, football here that are huge, but virtually every other country, man, you have it's soccer there. You know, it's it's really big, it's a way of life and it's becoming more popular here. Um but it, it's a different game, definitely, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, 
it, it takes a lot of athleticism. It's a physical game, uh, regardless of what a lot of people think. You know, there's a little bit of flopping, but mm. it's it's pretty physical. So it's you uh, flopping, huh, Mark? Uh, not not too often. Not too often. I was more I was more like uh, Draymond Green. Oh, I was. Me- so he's I was me. The nuts. I think they get kicked in the shin. He was kicking people. Yeah. Yeah, more more the shin or the ankle, but yeah, it, see, I know something around, bro. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I was kicking a lot of motherfuckers in the shin <laughs> when I was looking. <laughs> Mark, how many shins did you injure in your career? Uh, man, countless, countless. <laughs> you <laughs> take pride in all these shins? You fuck up, damn, Mark. Um, now Orlando says now you're a professional runner. So what have you taken from your soccer background? Because when I watch soccer, I see them just run for like. The whole game is that pretty much the same. Like, did you like running soccer? So, you're like, you know, I can just do professional running too. Well, there's there are a few things. First off, I I, I don't know if I go as far to say a professional runner. I probably fall more on the sub elite standard. Oh. But but I mean, it, it's still a it's still a good high level. Um, and I think a lot of things do translate from soccer to running. I mean, obviously, it takes a pretty massive aerobic capacity. So I think it was an easy transition in a way. Um, but it's, it's been tough in some senses too, because although I've been competitive as a runner, uh, I'm not really built for it, you know, like I'm built like a, probably like a traditional, you know, football player or like definitely like a soccer player, you know? So I went from playing at 170 pounds to most people at my height that are runners are about 125 pounds, Mm. you know? So it's, uh, definitely bringing a different aspect to it, but. You Still also, doing well. You also can't kick as many shins as you want to. You can. You might get asked no, to leave, but no, you can. You know, they're a little bit more aggressive than I thought. Like, sometimes, you know, they're stepping on your feet and, you know, when it's really competitive, so. What shoes do you wear when you do your running? Uh, a lot of times, new balance, new balance, but there are some Nike shoes, too. Um. I had a little thing with New Balance where they were they were giving me a lot of stuff, so I'd have to say I'm biased because they were Ooh, they were taking okay. care of me. So okay, a little wet the beak a little bit. Uh, Landon, you got any questions for Mark? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Mark has always been a been a great athlete, and like everything he's done, he's he's went hard at it. So once I started seeing like the videos of you running in the mountains, it just it was like wow, like people was like, no, Mark's running now. So I mean, talk about some of the events that you've ran and some of the uh, success you've had. Yeah, so in, in 2017, I ran nine races uh, competitively. I won seven of them. Um, I've I've raced everywhere from just road 5Ks that are flat and fast, like in Detroit, um, to like, you know, pretty gnarly mountain trail races. Um, I, I like to do it all. I like to mix it up. Typically, people like to specialize in one or two of those races, but I anything from 5K, which is 3.1 miles, to uh, 50 miles is what I try to like to tackle. So uh, while I may not be the best at every single one, I can do them all at a high level. So, Do you attempt to like come in first, or is it like as long as you place, you place mentality? Uh, no, I mean, it, for me, I'm, uh, and I think that Orlando will tell you this, I'm really competitive. So if I'm not, if I'm not winning, I'm like, what am I doing out here? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to win, you know, and some sometimes you know you're not going to win every race, and, that's okay, but you got to give it your all while you're there. So the goal is to win everything that I that I enter. In, in NASCAR, uh, rubbing is racing. Is that the same with marathon runs? No, no, I don't think so. Let <laughs> you got any more? I mean, yeah. So I mean, where do you see this going? Do you see um, do you crossing over to other events, or do you see trying to make it big? Is this something long term? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's long term. I need to have some kind of competitive outlet, or I get really weird. Um, whether it be like from a business standpoint or from an athletic standpoint, typically I have to have both. Uh, so I see this going, you know, a long way. I'd really like to make a a U.S. team. Um, it probably won't be in the shorter track or that type of stuff. It would be maybe in those longer mountain races. So to run for the country would be something that I'd like to do. What about the Boston Marathon or something like that? Did you, have you did you, did you do that? Did you have you done that? No, I haven't done the Boston Marathon. I think you know that's a that's a really big draw for people um, because there's a standard to get into the race. Mm. Um, the standard is like three oh five for somebody in my age group for a male in my age group, um, 
but I, I, I'd be more in like the, the high 220 range or low 230 range. So for me, the draw's not there because it's not quite as exciting for me to get in. Uh, it's actually you know, a little bit, little bit easier than what I'm shooting for. Um, but maybe down the road, that's something I'd like to do. No doubt. Like, do you think like uh, like living in Colorado and training in Colorado has helped you uh, over give you a, a competitive advantage? Um, I think so. I mean, besides the the fact that I was living at altitude and you can train at altitude, uh, the people there. I mean, people would cash in their four hundred one ks and and sell all their shit and move to Boulder to train. I mean, there's two hundred endurance Olympians within the city limits, former or current, and you know they would. Like, to see the way that they trained and lived, like, I realized that I wasn't putting enough into it. Like, I mean, they they were all about it, you know, 100 to 140-mile weeks, going to bed at 8 o'clock to get up for their first run of the day really early. I mean, I think that I realized it was a, a whole nother level, so it, it really set my perspective on that, you know. Do you live in Colorado right now? Oh, no. no, I'm uh, I, I'm back now. We... Uh, Moved back in October, so been back since October. He was, he was a little, you know, a little toasted right now, Mark. I don't know. I don't know. You're no. I hope you don't be doing stuff like that. No, me never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Phelps is one of the greatest athletes, and he smokes. Hey, bro. Yeah. He, hey, you're right. But see, Everybody swimming, can't do it. Swimming but, is right. different than, you know, kicking shins out of people's legs. It's a two oh. different sports. He don't get oh, I haven't, I haven't picked any shins since 2015, though. So. so I know you're itching. I know you're itching for a shin real quick. <laughs> um, Orlando said you're real big into college football. You said Michigan. You love Michigan. Uh, first question: yeah. Did you did you enjoy the college football playoff? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed the the championship for sure. Um, I it's hard for me to enjoy it when when Michigan's not in it, but I should be used to that. Yeah. Uh, Right, so, so what is your state of Michigan right now? Like, what are you? Are you? Do you want uh, Jim Harbaugh to be on a hot seat? Do you? What do you want? He should be on the hot seat, but Drevno should be gone. In in my opinion, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but Linda, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of looking that way. I think they might give him one more year, but he, yeah, he might be out. Of Didn't it. they just hire another offensive coordinator? Yeah, they did. They hired Michigan State um, old quarterback coach, I believe. Oh man, yeah, yeah Dan Enos. Yeah, Dan Enos. Huh? He was a Central Michigan's coach no. for a while. He was, that was terrible three seasons or whatever it was that he was there, mediocre, even for them. Yeah. So what is your, like, what are your keys to how Michigan can get better to get back into this uh, romanticized glory that everybody has about them? Uh, I think you got to spread the ball out on offense. I, I think this, like, pro-style offense isn't working. It's similar to Georgia's in some respect, but we don't have as many athletes as Georgia, so we need to do something else. I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer, but I, we need to change something. Do you think the quarterback of the future is on Michigan roster right now? Yeah, Shea Patterson. Mm, that's a big shout-out right there. I think so. I think so. I mean, it's him or McCaffrey, but I'm not happy with Peters. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Oh, Lando loves Brandon no, Peters. I, I, can't, I hate Brandon Peters. <laughs> Lando like, did love Brandon Peters. Yeah, it was a minute. Uh, Lando was Peters for Heisman. Me and Mark went out to dinner, and I, he knows how I feel about Brandon Peters. I was awful. I do, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like he has cinder blocks in it, on, on his feet. I, I He's so immobile. It's I don't get it. Yeah, some of them throws, just it, it was hard to watch. Oh, that, yeah, that too. Uh, so, Mark, uh, getting, getting towards the end, I heard Lando say you do a bunch of different business ventures, like – Take us through a couple of those. Like, what do you have? Oh yeah, I think like I get a lot of credit as a as a runner or an athlete, and uh, sometimes more credit than I deserve in, in that aspect. But I think I'm honestly probably underrated a little bit in the in in the business and entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, right now I think th there's a lot of money to be made. I think, and um, you know, social media uh, and social media marketing is, is is one place I think where people or underutilizing it. And so, you know, right now I'm coaching athletes. Um, I, you know, I have a website, Instagram with uh, 22,000 plus followers on it. And um, so I'm working on that business, which is going really well, actually better than accepted. I have kind of a wait list now. So I'm really excited about that. 
Uh, I'm going to be looking to get into something new too. Uh, in 2018, going to be investing into uh, into some stuff. Some of it's I can't really say it right now because I'm okay. obligated not to. But uh, I'm really excited about it. So yeah, I mean, I always try to be. You know, I think being an entrepreneur, it, it brings out this like competitive spirit. You know, and 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 I live for that competitiveness. So it's a big part of my life, definitely. So, all right. So question: Are you hiring? Yeah, uh, I mean, are, are you, can you coach runners? Ooh, That's uh, um, define runners. Sprinters. Yeah. <laughs> sprinters. Oh, oh, sprinters. Yeah, some sprinters yeah, right there. Oh yeah, I can teach them the, the the proper stance and everything. All right, I see that. Oh, can you follow me back on Instagram? Yeah. What's your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Bottenhorn Running. B o t t e n h o r n Running. You don't even be on Instagram. Yeah, but it's always cool to have a cool guy like Mark to follow. And then what if he like, what if he tweets me or what if he adds me in the picture? You're not, cause you don't be on Instagram. I mean that's true, but I like Mark's picture. If I get on, I like your pictures. Hey, you like all my pictures? All right. I like all your pictures. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal, man. That's that sounds good. Yeah, just the last thing. Like, uh, what really got you into the uh, the life coaching? Um. You know, for for a while, from the time I was like, you know, twenty, my one of my last college soccer seasons on, I, I started um, struggling with anxiety really bad, and at, at one point it was pretty crippling or or debilitating, um, and I went through a lot with it. And uh, I, I'm fortunate now to be in the position that I'm in, and I know that so many people, you know, struggle with with things, whether it's anxiety, depression, eating disorders, um, you know, uh, a myriad of, of mental issues. And I want to do as much as I can to uh, let them know that they're not alone in it. And, um, you know, I have this running and athletics and personal training that's given me this platform to reach so many people um, across the country in, in, in multiple countries. And I just want to make the most of it. So, while a lot of my other business ventures and things like that have, have been about doing things I like and making a profit, this for me is a lot more personal. Um, I, I feel like it's a responsibility that I have. Uh, so I want to do everything I can to to help out. And it's it's so rewarding to be able to do that. That's real cool, Mark. That's real, real cool. So, Mark, real. where can the people find you at? Um, so I have a website. It's uh, Um They can find me on Instagram at Bottenhorn Running. Those are probably the two best places I'd say right now. Mm-hmm. And, and where, uh, where can people get your New Balances from? Oh, that I mean, that's uh, NewBalance.com on that. But you know, there's nothing official with that. I get, get whatever shoes you want. Whatever if you're out there running or just doing whatever you want to do, whatever shoes you like. That's the way to go. Oh, yeah. All right. Give us, give us one last life lesson tip for all the listeners out here. Um, I think that no matter what you do, you in life, you only have one life. So if you have something you want to do, you need to chase it and, and, and be relentless in pursuit of the things that you want. And you need to try to live as gently as possible while you're doing it and, and bring peace to yourself and, and those around you. Don't do things for the money. Do things because you love to do them. And the money and the happiness and all of those things will come. And so many people have it backwards, I think. Good food for thought. Yeah, food for thought. So that's that was, maybe. That was dope that you gave us that. Yeah, I mean. Too, man. That was free. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't charge anybody for any advice, man. I'm, I'm always happy to talk to whoever, but. I really think so many people have it backwards and we need to, to live and love while we're doing it and, and everything else. If you trust the process, the the results come. So stay true to yourself, you know. That was Mark Buttonhorn, ladies and gentlemen. Buttonhorn. Buttonhorn, my <laughs> I forgot. I made a mistake. Anytime. Appreciate you staying up late, being on the phone. All right. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Oh, I'm- so welcome back. We got Haas in the building with us. Uh, what up? Before we get into any segments and topics, Haas, I need you to explain to us how you beat Lando in the fantasy football championships. Well, I'm gonna first shout out my dude Blake Bortles. Um, he, I, I got Orlando 
uh, I think he won his first round and then I got him in like the, I had the buy. And so <clears throat> he, um, had a unbelievable running back performance. He managed, he managed to get Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley in my league. How? I have no idea. Um, Make a long story short, they put up 75 points in my league because it's all kind of bonused out. But his wide receivers combined 0.5 points, Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Grant. And uh, I had Tyreek Hill go off and pretty much beat him 137-126. It was uh, solid. I ended up winning the championship the next round. Mm. But um so he, uh, it, it, was it, it was just, it was, uh, I, it was Blake Bortles. Cause I had Carson Wentz. I rode the Carson Wentz bus all year. He went down and Blake Bortles stepped in and he got hot right at the end. So Next man up, you know, the yeah. Blake effect. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that Blake Bortles is the one to do it because that's going to lead us right into this. There are NFL picks in the playoffs. I, so far, I think I'm the, I'm i I'm leading this NFL playoff thing. I'm the NFL playoff football guy. And I also think that you you kind of two stepped over the fact that it was your boys that let Lando down. Who you fuck with all them Seahawks? Yeah, but I, I, fuck, took, with, nah, I fuck with Blake nah, Bortles nah. though. I'm messing with Blake Bortles. Yeah, I but you fuck with them Seahawks and, I mess with and they Haas. let Lando down. I'm, Haas is a real football guy. He knows football through and through. Haas is, is my guy. I would much rather have Haas sitting across from me than Lando. <laughs> There's some bad blood there. I see. <laughs> all right, so at. first game on the slate, we got Jags. Patriots, uh, Lando, who you got? I think this is where that Blake Bortles shit ends. This shit ends this weekend. <laughs> and you know what? I hate Tom Brady. I want the Jags to win, but I think the I think I think the Patriots gonna pull it off. Be nice. Uh, Matt Patricia gets one more before he comes to the Lions. So you ain't even gotta ask me. No Patriots games for the rest of the season. Uh, Haas, who you got? Ah. <sighs> I'm gonna go upset alert, mm. and 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 I'll tell you why. Uh, there's a, you know, five things that I'm pretty much looking at right here. Um, Kalias Campbell moves from the outside; he goes into the inside to play against the suspect guards to get right in Tom Brady's face. The matchup lies with, with if Ramsey can cover Gronk, and if they don't have to use their linebackers on him. Ah. <sighs> It's hard to root against the Patriots, but if anyone can beat them right now, it's them. Blake Bortles has to throw has to throw a couple of play actions over the middle, and he can win a game, dude. Like he can throw two picks, and they can still pull it off if that defense plays well. I think I have to go with the Jags on this one. Upset alert! Upset alert! Even after what we saw Big Ben do last week, I, I'm not saying. Big Ben can do that against anybody. Tom Brady can do that against anybody. The thing it, is, it, Big Ben throws it down the field. Tom Brady right. more of a dick and dunk type dude, you know what I'm saying? He get a five here, five there. And they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna be down 14 zip like like, yeah. the, like Pittsburgh was. No, but they've been susceptible to the run, and right now Leonard Fournette is taking away the A gaps, dude. He, listen, I hope the Jags is, win because the Patriots are already making excuses. Tom Brady already saying he hurt his hand at practice, handing the ball off. It's like, no, he didn't. They just no. they just making excuses making just excuses. in case they lose. I'm going with the Jacksonville, Saxonville, yeah, Saxonville Jaguars uh, in this one, man. Like I like I've been saying and and, and preaching, Blake Bortles. It's just something about that guy, you know. He's a dual threat quarterback. He can. Uh, dude, they have the Patriot killer in Saxonville. They have Coughlin over there. Dude. They got, like, exactly. Got Tom Coughlin. It, it he's, he's right there in the booth. Like, he knows exactly. He, you know, they say a lot of uh, Blake Bortles stats look similar, really similar to Eli Manning stats. I think right. that this is a recipe for for a Patriots upset. And, he has um, a higher QBR than Cam Newton does. <laughs> Higher QBR than Cam Newton. Uh, more think, playoff ooh, wins than Matthew Stafford. More playoff wins than Matthew Stafford. He might not even be a single threat quarterback. Who? Blake Bortles. Let's keep it, it real, man. He went like 13 for 27. Like matter. He got hot at the end. He it looks a, a lot like. Bomb. It, Who was the? Leonard yeah, after was trying the hero. that same pass 
four times straight. Fournette was the hero. he was the hero. He scored three touchdowns after three it's times in a row. You would never guess that they was gonna throw that bullshit again. So oh, no, he ain't throw a touchdown pass. He did throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, let me see, man. Blake Bortles. No matter what people say, Blake just seems to overcome. Look, man, I'm we, going Blake Bortles. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna lie to ourselves. On the Steelers lost that game. No, and one, no, one person cost them that game. Ty no, Haley showed no, his no, no, ass. No, 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 no. Ben Roethlisberger lost in the game. And I, I kind of want to talk about that. He is throwing people under the bus this week. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, Todd, the QB coach, the O-line. He said he can, he don't got the power to audible. Like You've been there 13 years and you can't audible? He just lying. He, he just, lying. Yeah, he I don't lying. like all that That blame deflected. It's like nothing his fault. Like, what do you take blame I mean, for? Because he's about to retire. He don't give a fuck, so... And don't nobody, I don't give a fuck because that nigga not in the playoffs no more. So anything, he, I ain't even heard none of that. Man, yeah, because it's like I don't. Yeah, I don't even need to hear that shit. But yeah, he he was going off on the radio, pretty much just throwing everybody under the bus. All right. Uh, I even said Mike Tomlin's job might be on the line. No, his shit on the line for it, sure. It looks, but the, Jacksonville looks a lot like the Giants did when the Giants beat up on Tom Brady. I know, no, to, yeah. to be honest, Jacksonville looked like the O two Bucks. Yeah, yeah, no, no lie about that. Yeah, I'm going, yeah, yeah. I'm going right there, and I feel like and hey, Brad Johnson and Blake Bortles, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. Except oh, what you looking the fuck out of here? Brad, Brad Johnson, Johnson is way shit. better than Blake Bortles. Shit. No, he ain't. No, he Are wasn't. you serious Are right you now? Serious? Blake Bortles cannot throw. Brad Johnson could not throw. They nah, won that Super Bowl. He wasn't the a defense. great thrower, but he could throw. I'll take Blake Bortles over Brad Johnson. Now you're just talking silly. Blake Blake All right, yeah. we got Vikings. <laughs> I'll take Brad Johnson with the Vikings over this nigga. Like Bortles is terrible. Clown, keep it going. We got Vikings, Eagles, uh, Lando. Who you got for this game? I, mean, I got the Vikings. Man, hell no, they just backdoored into the motherfucker. Ain't no game. backdoor. Forty-three missed the play. <laughs> Shit, they won. And it's about to be a home field event. They get to play the Super Bowl and they home field. So you Vikings going winning. on to Super Bowl already? Huh? You going on to I mean, Super Bowl? He picked Bowl them already. to win, so I guess. Yeah, I'm going to win the Vikings. Super Bowl. No, I mean, no, no, no. Who, whoever they play, if they play Jacksonville, they gonna win. If they play New, uh, New England, they're not. The AFC is winning the Super Bowl. AFC is terrible this year. Terrible. Matter. Awful this year. You that's what I'm saying. Hold on, I don't mean to backtrack, but the Patriots got the easiest road to the yeah, Super Bowl every the week. Straight years oh, Tom Brady and, uh, AFC and East is garbage. They have no elite quarterback to well, play on, against. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, go I, ahead. I, I, I just don't like hypocrites. You... Are not allowed to say no none of that shit like that. No, because Brian? Yeah, you I didn't say, I didn't Come say on, none of Let's go. You're going to keep on football. Haas, go ahead. Haas, go ahead. Haas, go ahead. Yeah, so be nice. Oh, no, be nice. Who you going with? I mean, I would I would say this is tough for me, man. I, I think that I'm more of a fan of what the Eagles got going on right now. If we Because I don't believe in the Case Keenum situation. Case Keenum probably right now looks like. Foles? He looked now that, and that's what I'm saying. Case Keenum looks like the better passer between the two right now. He is. But I don't think that that shit matters. I think that the defense over there is going to eat him up. And I, I believe in the, the Eagles' offense as far as their other players and their running backs more for me. How's uh, who you got? I'll tell you what. The the best two defensive lines right now really are in the NFC. The Eagles and the Vikings for sure have the two best defensive lines. And that's argumentative with Jacksonville's, but I still think they're better than Jacksonville's, like as a unit, you know. But the biggest threat to defensive lines is out of the playoffs in New Orleans. Drew Brees being out, uh, he gassed Minnesota by the end of the third quarter, dude. They had nothing left, like nothing. He... Because their left tackle was getting thrown all over the place. Them big boys were tossing him everywhere. And then all of a sudden, he had all the time in the world, dude. They just ran out of steam. So he's out of the playoffs. I mean, there's no quarterback left that can really do that to these defensive lines. It's going to count on the run. And they're both going to try and run the ball at each other. It's really going to be about front sevens and uh, whoever stops the rush. I have to go Minnesota on this one, dude. Like, I really think that that momentum will carry over. There's that that was an awesome game. I, no matter the outcome of it, no matter if it would have been a hail mary, five or six pitches, it was gonna happen somehow, some way. And I don't care. Even though he missed that play, it was still a football play. Uh, it was horrible, but 
you know, I'm not going to let one play define a player like that. He, uh, I, I think the, the one play is always define the player. No Anytime way. I look at Chris Webber, all I think about is the timeout. Yeah, right. Anytime I think of the catch in San Francisco, I, mean, I just I, I think you, you blew it. Like I think them plays do define your career. We don't respect Chris Webber around these. No, I'm just saying. So. But when I think about it, the first thing I think about is timeout. Yeah, but I'm just no, saying it's what? easier to see the negative when you really don't respect somebody. What you mean? Like Chris Webber kind of got a faulty lens on him right now. All the crazy shit he did on that that federal indictment, he he kind of made himself look bold. I know yeah. a lot of people around these parts don't really have that okay. same. No, I you know definitely agree. You know, we, we already talked about that. And that's what I'm saying. So but it's easier. Like, niggas don't say, oh, I don't respect Jalen Rose. I don't think about Kobe scoring 81 on That's not the first thing I would I say. No, but that ain't the same <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> you, you make a, a Yeah, you going on. Oh, that's no, like a like, lost game. You lost the game because you made a stupid play. And those, those plays always stick with people yeah, forever. Yeah, like, like uh, what, Dan Orlowski? You always going to remember that nigga. Oh, yeah, stepping out of bounds. That's some shit that you just going to remember. Just like that play did define his career. I'm going to go with. The, well, I, I'm, I'm going to say it didn't define his career because he's like a rookie. He still got more players. He had a good season, too. He had a good season. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one because Nick Foles threw a pass off a nigga knee last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That bitch went for like 14 yards. He can't throw. No, he he, he can't throw the ball down the field at all. No, he can't. Uh, the Vikings have way better cornerbacks. They, they got a better defense to me, in my opinion. And, yeah. and Case Keenum has been the quarterback all season. Yeah. There's a there's a rhythm that uh, Adam Thielen and, and Stephon Diggs got a lot of swagger right now. They're a hot team. I'm taking them to go to the Super Bowl against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I, I got to go Vikings on this one all the way through, man. And that's some shit I won't be watching. Why? You're not a football guy. Man. That's a good football guy. And that's another like topic I like to talk about. I see a lot of people talking about if the Patriots don't make the Super Bowl, they wouldn't watch the Super Bowl, I kind of don't really understand that. Yeah, I like football, man. I mean, no matter what. Like, I don't – I mean, if you're not from the state, like, I mean, you can be a fan of it. But, you know, everyone has, like, one or two teams. You know, you can't have, like, six or seven teams, you know. But I like watching all the football games. I don't have a dog in any of these fights, really. I like good football and, you know – that Minnesota game last week was awesome, man. Oh, that was yeah. good. Yeah, like, that was amazing. And I feel like even just to a bigger point, it's like ain't like we watching two bums play. Like it's two no. teams that deserve to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, right. for me personally, as somebody that said that, the aspect of football that I liked, um, growing up my favorite player was Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. I like quarterbacks and receivers. Mm-hmm. Them terrible-ass quarterbacks, I'm not going to have the same interest in the game. Brad, it, you just sat here and talked about Brad Johnson. You talk about terrible not, super quarterbacks <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Go ahead, I mean, Oscar. but I, I really enjoy the defenses from those teams. Okay, not, defense. No, but that's what I'm going to say. I like Jacksonville, but I don't want to see either one of these teams from the NFC. So if I'm seeing two bad quarterbacks, like to me, if we want to talk about those championships that you're talking about, I liked Rich Gannon. I thought Rich Gannon was a good quarterback. He was okay. But I, I, I liked him he enough. Okay. You're crazy. Enough. He used to, te- he used no, to man. threaten Hold on. Rich Gannon was a first-round draft pick. Rich Gannon had a bad oh, neck, wait, though. He didn't start popping off until his last few years in the league. I don't want to hear but that. Regardless, He's a backup for most of his whole career. Regardless of what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, yeah, no, no, that's he, what I'm saying. I, give him that I like Rich Gannon. I don't like Case Keenum, Nick Foles, or Blake Borders at all. At all. I don't want to watch none of them play. Uh, There's no pre – I mean, there is – you know, these guys are not premier quarterbacks. They're not – 60 passes, you know, a game. They're not a Tom Brady that can line up five wide all game. They're not that type. It's not that type of football anymore, though. Like the run, the running backs, the offensive lines, that shit is all back and full fledged, man. Like the game is shifting away from passing and three teams are in there because they know how to run the ball and they can play good defense and they have a front seven that is nasty. You know, like there's three and they three of them literally fit that mold. They have these quarterbacks and I'm not saying like, you know, they're not the Kurt Warners. They're more like the Trent Dilfers, you know, like I think I think that football through all the championship years and you can see that there's not really been too many premier quarterbacks over outside of Tom Brady over the last 20, 20 years. So what, what do you what do you define as a premier quarterback? Okay, like we just talked about Trent Dilfer. He okay. was in the Super Bowl. Rich Gannon was in the Super Bowl. I liked Rich Brad Gannon. Johnson was in the Super Bowl. 
Eli Manning is not a whoa, 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 whoa. I, I knew you was born he was in the Super Bowl. I'm not letting nobody. I like Eli Manning over Peyton. I'm not letting nobody disrespect Eli Manning. No, but Eli back then wasn't no. Yeah, like that's what even, even even Tom Brady first first Super Bowl he wasn't a star player. And like he was handing that pitch off. What's him call it? Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, he went had, like 15 to one that one year, bro. But that, he had he some of the worst yeah. playoff performances ever. He's yeah. like the wor- yeah. worst Joe quarterback. Flacco, I mean, you really don't even become a premier quarterback until yeah. after you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's so. Joe, Joe Flacco exactly. So it's. You I know. just feel like if you if you picking to not watch the Super Bowl based off Tom, Tom Brady, Brady not being in there, then you shouldn't even watch last week game because that shit was better than any Tom Brady game I've seen except probably the Super Bowl last year. And I mean that was sweet. So. All right, moving on to more football stuff. Uh, Being nice mentioned earlier, Matt Patricia is not a Lions head coach. I kind of got a weird feeling about this, but I want to see how y'all feel about. Being nice, how you feel about this? I mean, y'all know how I feel about the Patriots. I don't feel like I gotta do too much more talking. I like his intensity. I like some of the videos I've seen just from strategy, from what I've heard from him, his intelligence level. I can appreciate that. Like to be a rocket scientist, right? I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say that shit. But I mean, just, he is though. Like, he's actually he a rocket scientist. I mean, and I'm just saying, as far as that really don't matter in football. Like, it's not no shit that I'm, I'm talking about from a football standpoint. You can say somebody a doctor, but that's just a you know what I'm saying title. I mean, you said you like his intelligence. I'm yeah, just I mean, football he, intelligence. I don't. <laughs> you mean, said you wouldn't say he's a rocket scientist, being, but he is. Though. I'm talking about in this aspect. That's not no shit I would say about a football player. Like, oh yeah, this guy's a rocket scientist. No, they always bring out Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. I don't see what they What does that show you? He's not a good quarterback. So obviously he was too I'm, smart. I want to hear Hasek. I haven't heard your take on uh, Matt. But I want to hear what you got to say. Um, I like defensive-minded coaches, man. I, I mean, that's why my two fantasy leagues are ridiculously lopsided to defenses, and I mean, it holds true. Uh, uh, yeah. It. RDM was going to get his guy, you know, Caldwell wasn't his guy, you know, and I think that that time has come and it needed to come and um, we need to focus on defense, but the Fords are never going to feel the Super Bowl caliber team and they do enough to fill the seats and it's starting to get redundant. And I mean, that's why they're to me losing a ton of fans, you know, and I I hope it works. I don't think it's going to work. I mean, all the Patriots assistants that went elsewhere has not done well. Bill Belichick handles the defense. I don't care what anybody says or they can talk about how smart he is. Bill, that's Bill Belichick. That's what he does. Matt Patricia is not going to be uh, – he's not going to do that well here. If they do win, it's going to be because Matthew Stafford took that next step and the offense took that next step. I'm going to say this too, and somebody made a good point. If a coach – Look like Matt, uh, whatever Matt Patricia with the beard all out, uncombed, hat to the backwards. If he was a different race, I don't think he'd be getting this much pub. And that's just just me just being fat. He looks unprofessional, and I don't think he's gonna work out. But if you look at the entire New England sideline, it all looks like that. You know, they're all hoodied up and. Well, not, I'm not talking about know. the hoodie, but it's just Bill Belichick looked like he got I mean, clashed. Josh McDaniels looked looked like he got clashed, even though he he I, did terrible I'm, in Denver. I'm so anti against this whole argument. I've been pushing for this shit for so long. People should be able to look how they want to look. Now, granted, is he getting leeway because he's yeah. Caucasian? Yeah, I, absolutely. I don't disagree with you on yeah, that. But absolutely. for you to say he looks unprofessional, I think is idiotic. No, he do look unprofessional. It's a idiotic. beard out like that? It's Rex idiotic. Ryan, they told me he could get. I mean, Rob Ryan, he could get a job because it's here. It's they told me you need to cut it. It's idiotic. No, I just think now, what, he, I just think he's with the Patriots and he's what, the he's the golden boy with the Patriots. And when it when it don't no, work, what I'm saying silly. is I don't have an issue with what you're saying. The standard is, but I'm saying fuck the standard. It doesn't matter but, if he can do his job. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm professional. He, like if he comes on time every day, if he's always prepared, that's professional. How you look shouldn't fucking matter. We'll see. He's got to change the standard in Detroit, and that's com- something completely different. Exactly. You know, like. We're used to losing. I, I'm not, you know, just because we get a coach, I'm not sold on the brand, you know. Like, I'm not, it's the Lions. It, it, I, I love them to death. I want them to win. But every single year, we've never experienced, you know, like, we don't know. You know, it, it's, we're, we're more used to the collapse at the end of the yeah. year. You know, the we feel the super talented team and then, you know, they just can't get it together. It's. 
Kind of like Cleveland right now, but always. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think Jim Caldwell brought brought up the standard. I thought, I mean, with the playoff appearances and with the wins, I just thought Bob Quinn had an awful draft. He had an awful draft, an awful off season, and that and if, if that continues to happen, it don't matter who's the coach. I think gonna be. that I think that um, Haas hit a lot of the points right on the head. With it starts up top for me with the four is not really caring that much about football. That's just in general. I think that they're ownership. not drafting. They're not drafting. No, but I'm, I'm just I'm finishing out my point. That, that doesn't have anything to really do with that. Yes, it do because I'm you got to get the players if in. You're not listening. No, I'm getting I am to listen to you. That don't make no sense. I didn't sense say to me. nothing about Bob Quinn. That's okay, what I'm no, saying. But, He's the end of my statement. But I'm talking you about the forwards from the beginning of time. You might you could say they picked the wrong people, but they're not drafting players. And that's they're not drafting Charles Robbins. Go ahead, go talk. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna say just let people just blame them for that. No, but the forwards don't care about football. They're not pushing it. They're not involved. I ain't so like I said. The next statement would be, I do think that this situation, if you bring in Bob Quinn, we already knew he was going to go get his guy. That was yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Jim Caldwell would have had to, you know what I'm saying, make an NFC championship game to stay, basically. He'd have to do something crazy to stay. People want to go get their guys because this is on everybody's neck. If he keep, continues to lose or doesn't progress, you know what I'm saying, make any progress with Jim Caldwell, then that's always going to be in the back of his mind. I should have went out and got my guy. I shouldn't have just took somebody that was given to me. And not to say that Jim Caldwell was a bad coach. Somebody had to go in this situation. You bring in a new GM, nine times out of ten, we already knew that was going to happen. For Bob Quinn, I think that he made some bad decisions in this offseason, for sure. Mm -hmm. And he gave some people too much leeway. A lot of people, myself included, believed in Amir Abdullah. And he made a bad decision on a couple of those offensive linemen. T.J. Lang especially, he played decent, but he was too old. What about Glasgow? I mean, that was a bad pick. Glasgow was a bad pick? Yes, man. He gives up the most sacks and gets I think pushed back the playing, most out of pro focus. He was playing bad. He was when he was at guard. When he was at guard, That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's playing so, next to terrible people. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, this situation, uh, hiring this dude just remind me uh, of Nick Saban and, and Kirby Strong to a point. Like, he get these dudes that's up under him. And then they go out, and then he, you know, Bill Belichick just end up beating them anyway. Like the yeah. niggas really not the same level. Like yeah, they they don't like. It's not. This ain't the Bills Parcells days where everybody under Bill Parcells end up being great coaches. This some coaches be a lot sneakier with shit because you got people just taking jobs while they with you and shit like that. Like coaches used to wait to at least the end of the season and take a different job, do stuff like that. They're not. Bill Belichick not gonna lose this dude. Hiring this dude was just to make. Fans, I don't like be nice. Fans like be nice and, and maybe make them happy, make them seem like we 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 gain something in the end because we keep picking up these patriot dudes. But like like Lando said, the nigga didn't Bob Quinn didn't do anything. He did he made no better picks than anybody else's man as a Lions head coach. And I don't think that has nothing to do with the fours not being exactly. involved. I think that just got something to do with niggas yeah. not knowing how to evaluate talent. Know, that, like Bob Kraft, not super in, he not super involved in At in all. the Patriots picks. It's just what, like the fact that once he get a relationship with these guys and Bill Belichick, Kraft in that environment of a winning environment Bro, but starts up. Bill top. Belichick grabs good players. You got to grab the right because players. Because a winning environment. But, said. but that's not true because the 49ers have a winning environment. over the Warriors? Yeah, I'm no, no, not Warriors. I'm talking about Houston. Houston. The Rockets play the Pelicans. Oh yeah, I'm around with the Pelicans all day. You talking all year like them niggas ain't yeah. ass? Them niggas down there out this bitch. They in six seed right now. Six, seven, seven seed. Yeah, they might that's why awesome. they play the Rockets. All right. Um, anything else I want to cover? Um, I mean, did you, uh, let's see. How you feel about well, the NBA fights? Oh, go ahead, Ben. Uh, Huss. Awesome. I do want to congratulate Orlando for winning one of my fantasy leagues. So, mm. like, I definitely want to shout you out oh, for that. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Huss. We have an eight-man league, 60 bucks. You know, you definitely uh, earned that title. That's a that's a really tough league, like, with eight people and, you know, the way the defenses are stacked up. Like, dude, some people don't even have to hit the waiver and still could do well, you know, so... You you definitely congrats you you got your championship for sure you oh, know appreciate it man definitely definitely was a tough season man they came out with the champion at least one of them 
Mm-hmm. And if you guys need uh, phones, any any gadgets, any like uh, you know accessories for the house, speakers, cameras, whatever, hit me up. I'm over at Woodhaven Sprint. Yep. Okay, Haas. It would be be sure to get all your phones from uh, from Haas. Don't if you come in there with them janky credit cards, don't don't go in Haas. We don't, we don't recommend that at Haas store. You talk to Haas outside, see see if he cut you a deal or something like that. No, you you, you gotta come. You gotta come. I dare I get so. Come correct. Um, and that's been this episode. Motherfuckers in the barbershop. Really appreciate Haas for coming on. Really appreciate Mark for coming on for the good interview. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. At motherfuckers in the barbershop podcast, follow all of us on our our social media accounts respectively. Uh, peace out. Have a nice day. Yeah, thanks.